Shared parenting does make it easy. I'm your host, Chris Batchelor, and this is the Parent Time Podcast. Parent Time Podcast is presented by National Parents Organization, a national nonprofit who is working hard to bring shared parenting nationwide. Well, hello, everyone. I'm Chris with National Parents Organization, and today I'm here with Petra Dater, who is uh, with Victim to Hero, and they have a really unique thing going on where they're trying to get uh, flash mobs going, which is, if you don't know what a flash mob is, is where a bunch of people kind of come together uh, almost spontaneously uh, and and dance and, and gather a lot of attention, and, uh, and so they're uh, doing this to try and end uh, parental alienation. So, Petra, thank you so much for coming on today, and, uh, and, and what is this flash mob thing? Chris, thank you so much for allowing me to be here and share this. Um, it, it's a really exciting campaign for us. Uh, what we wanted to do is, um, you know, uh, we wanted to raise public awareness about parental alienation. Um, it is a it is a very serious public health problem, essentially, because it's a form of child abuse and domestic violence. And, um, you know, historically, a lot of people have been trying to raise public awareness through um, protests or rally or demonstration and things like that. And uh, we felt like that has a stigma, you know, it's sort of a negative stigma. And usually people look at that as a form of sort of drama and they kind of want to stay away from it. And so we thought that we wanted to reach the public um, in a way that sort of touched their hearts and, and it's upbeat and fun and positive. And so that's why we thought we would do a flash mob. And so like you explained, flash mob is, you know, a group of people suddenly, um, you know, without any announcement, without anything, suddenly, like, imagine if you are just somebody that's just walking about their day, um, you know, busy shopping mall, maybe or some kind of crowded public places, suddenly a group of people turn up and did a you know, fun, upbeat dance, um, you're going to kind of pay attention. You're going to stop and you're going to probably curious enough to watch or maybe film it and post it on social media. So that's what we wanted to do. Yeah. So this is, the, I mean, flash mobs are, if you've never seen one in person, they're really kind of amazing to watch because you have all these people that are walking around. They look like they're just random strangers. And then all of a sudden in an instant, they come together and they're all dancing in perfect synchrony. And, and it's really, it is very attention getting. Um, how, you know, how do you, uh, I mean, once you have the flash mob, how do people know that, that, you know, you're bringing attention to parental alienation? Yeah. So, uh, we, um, for every, so yeah, so we have a sign, um, during the flash mob, we will bring up the sign and on the sign, we have the hashtag children first because we wanted people when they do film this and, and, you know, share it on social media, they would use our hashtag cause you know, we're going to share that. And then we also have a link to our website and a QR code that, you know, for people that are watching, they, even if they just point the camera to it, it will take a, a, them to the website. Um, and so we have a campaign website that we are about to launch that would explain what um, this campaign is about. Um, the other thing that we thought would be, um, hopefully, um, you know, when people post this, they, you know, when they post a video and they post a hashtag, um, it's going to kind of trigger them to see that um, they start to notice it's actually not just in where they are, but it's it's the same flash mobs, the same hashtag is happening in many other cities around the world because this is a worldwide campaign. Um, so then hopefully it's really going to make people curious and hopefully it's going to draw public attention, media attention, and that's our uh, our hope. So have you done any flash mobs yet? And, and, and uh, what's the reaction been? 
Well, no, actually, I never done a flash mob before. I'm, I I have uh, two left legs, so I <laughs> I'm really not a dancer. Uh, but this is exactly why um, we have a um, choreographer that come up with a routine that is simple enough that anybody can uh, can pick up. It's it's only a one minute routine. We have a designated official song. It's called "Putting Up a Fight." Uh, it was given to us. We're very grateful. It was given to us by a band called The Rewind, and the lyric is just perfect for for what the message that we wanted to send actually essentially the lyrics say um you know hey the public like if you are watching and you don't um it's 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 going to be impossible for you to understand our pain because if you haven't experienced this sadness you haven't experienced this um then it's difficult for you to understand but at some point if we could all put aside our greed and you know and lust and and just kind of do the right thing so um please allow us to do the right thing, we're going to put up a fight. Um, we're going to fight the power, and we're going to fight for what's right. Essentially, last, that's the li the lyric is perfect for us. Um, you know, it's it's saying, "Hey, the public, pay attention, and we are going to fight for what is right." Um, and it's upbeat and positive. Like I said, it's a simple dance. The, the song is five minutes, and we have a one minute routine. It's going to repeat twice, and um, and so we had so um, you know I we have right now we have about 27 cities and you know we start seeing different city doing rehearsal uh, for me it's in Los Angeles and we have done um, some rehearsal and so I, yeah and, and it really didn't take long to learn the routine and so so far it's been fun it's also an opportunity for the community to get together so you know when we did the rehearsal we start to get to know each other you know share each other's story so you know now we actually have in person. Uh, interaction um, and I know that with COVID is some people are hesitating when it comes to you know interaction um, but this is why this is outdoor uh, you know you can wear masks if you want and it's all in out in the open so hopefully you know that uh, would make you feel a little bit safer if you have any concern about that as well. So how long does it take to put together you know a flash mob for one city you mentioned there's there's over 20 cities um, that are preparing for this I mean what, what does it take to put one of these together? Um, it's actually um, it's actually pretty simple. Um, we actually have um, instruction for anyone that's interested. Anyone can do this, um, and we're definitely looking for people to volunteer to have more cities. Um, or you know, even even if you don't want to organize a city, we're looking for participants. You know, whether you wanted to join as a dancer or if you just want to join to help out with other aspects, because obviously we need help in you know maybe we need people that film the dance routine and things like that, um, or you just simply want watching. Um, but um, but. Uh, so, so in terms of organizing, it's pretty simple. We have instruction for you for all aspect of it. Uh, we only need a group of five people. You know, the more obviously the bigger group is the more impact. But even just five people is enough for this routine. Um, so, you know, if you can call any of your friends or people that you know, um, it doesn't have to be someone that have been affected by parental alienation because we wanted to raise public awareness. So, you know, we want everybody to be participating and get involved in some way. So um, as long as you have five people, and even if you don't, and you, you wanted to do this, just let us know because we actually uh, have I think on standby now we have about 300 people that waiting to join one of these group and and you know so we have a form on our Facebook page uh, where people can sign up if they wanted to participate and then they with that form they tell us where they are and so we can actually direct more people to you if you just wanted to volunteer but um we have a designated song like I said and we have an instruction video to show you how to 
rehearse and practice this dance. Uh, like I said, we have a song that, that, and then also we have the information that you should put on the side. Essentially, it's just a QR code, uh, the hashtag children first, and then the link to the campaign website. Um, so, you know, it's simple. Like I said, um, you know, we'll, we'll have instruction for you. Um, and, and like I said, this is fun. We, um, like, so for example, with Los Angeles, we had one um, rehearsal. We might have another one, but that's it. You only need like maybe one or two rehearsal. With the instruction video, individual can actually practice at home if they want to. Um, it doesn't have to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. You know, you know we don't expect dancers, professional dancers, yeah. Um, so, you know, the point is a message. And, you know, when it's the surprise element like you talk about is is enough for people to just go. And then also we ask that everyone wear black, all black. And then we ask that everyone wear a blue ribbon. And we have the blue ribbon that we will show you where to get it. Um, so everyone wear this tiny little blue ribbon to signify parental alienation. So then at the same time, you know, that element also bring attention because now you clearly see a group of people that are wearing the same sort of, you know, um, dress code, you know, so things like that. Yeah. That's amazing. And so, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about your organization, Victim to Hero. T tell me, how did it begin? And, uh, and, and, you know, besides doing the, uh, the flash mob, um, you know, what sort of activities are you guys involved with? Yeah, so um, I am a, an adult child of parental alienation. I was alienated from my father. And um, when I became uh, aware of this problem, um, I was in my late 40 and um, it was too late because my father had passed. So I never had the opportunity to have that relationship with my father. And this impacted really every aspect of my life. Um, so I, um, uh, I came from a film background, um, and, um, you know, I'm an indie filmmaker. And so I thought I would make a documentary film, um, to share my story. And, you know, when you're a filmmaker, you wanted to tell your story from other people's perspective. So I thought I would find five people or so, um, that had been through a situation like me and get them to share their story. And then I would kind of put it together and make it a film that way I can tell my story without me saying it. Right. So that's what I thought. And I thought, oh, you know, this should be a pretty quick and simple project. Um, I just hope that I could find five people, you know, and this is the things that very common for victims is that you feel like you're the only one that ever experiences because there's such a lack of public awareness that you don't even know what this thing is. And so you just thought, yeah, maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe it's just me that, that experiences this. And, and, and what it does is it makes you feel so isolated and helpless. Um, and so I thought, you know, if I could just raise a bit of public awareness by making a film and tell my story. So, um, so and I remember thinking, Gosh, I hope I can find five people, you know? So I went online and I started posting and said, hey, I want to do this documentary film. And it's crazy, you know, like within just the matter of days, um, I start getting thousands of, of, of people reaching out to me. And then I start interviewing these people, you know, parents and children, you know, that. And um, so by now I have interviewed over a thousand people, you know, both uh, um, alienated parents and adult children of parental alienation. And um, so, you know, back then, very quickly, I realized that this problem is so much bigger than I thought. It's it's so huge. And, it, you know, as devastated as I was, I realized that there's so many people are impacted. And when you're talking to all these different people, the stories are shocking because you did. Oh, my God, it, it's just no end. And, and 
things that you just couldn't imagine. You just think, God, like you, you can't even write a fiction, fictional story like this. So anyway, um, I thought about it and I started to, to interview, you know, um, psychiatrists, uh, you know, forensic psychiatrists, uh, psychologists, therapists, lawyers, judges, you know, uh, legislators. And then I thought, well, you know, I can spend, you know, a year to, because this film now suddenly become bigger than I thought, I can spend a year or two years to put this film together. Or, um, and 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 when it finished, it would be like ninety minutes or whatever, and uh, people can watch it and it'll be helpful. But it's not going to help enough. And so that's, this is why I created Victim to Hero Institute, where I started to share my learning along the journey. Um, and and then that's how it became you know, the thing. Um, and so with Victim to Hero Institute, what we do is um, we do, I guess, three main things. Um, uh, at one level is that we um, educate and empower victims. Uh, this is including, you know, alienated parents and alienated children. Um, and so educate and support. And by that, we mean we have uh, free programs every week where we, um, you know, we bring in expert or we discuss different topic and we have support group and we have zoom uh, conversation that all sort of different activities and programs and it's so far it's all free for for all the victims um, and survivors and you know it's cover you know for example like i said we bring in forensic psychiatrists to come in and talk about how do you prove parental alienation uh, and we bring in lawyer and judges to say you know how do you fight parental alienation in court we bring in therapists to say you know how do you heal how do you deal with the grief of losing your children uh, how do you heal and deal with the grief that now that you're an adult and realize that you rejected your parents you know how do you heal and and thrive and then how do you fight for your children how do you connect with your children you know all that kind of aspect so there's that educational and support aspect of it when it comes to um, the, the victim's level. And then the other, the next level that we do is public awareness. So, you know, for example, this Children First campaign is one of our public awareness campaign, but we've done many other campaigns. So, and then another ongoing campaign right now, for example, is called Boundless Love. And with this campaign, uh, what we wanted to do is we wanted to do an art installation and we ask parents and people from all around the world to mail uh, physically mail um, hat cutouts um, to me in Los Angeles and we have an address and I would love to share that address um, for your audience. Um, but um, essentially, you know, we want people to send in hat cutouts, you know, they can send as many as they want and anybody can participate as long as they support this cause. Um, and so the hats that we are looking for, are, you know, about two inches or five centimeters for, you know, for people that are using that system. Um, and it can be any material. It can be paper, cardboard. Um, some people that send in glass. Some people send in plastic, wood. Um, it can be decorated in any color, any way you want. You know, uh, wrote, write any kind of messages you want. The only thing we ask is uh, to not have any personal identifying information. So no photo, no full name, no phone number, email address, or anything like that. But you know, you can send a message to yourself, to the world, to your children, to your parents, or whatever. You know, uh, or you can leave it blank. It's up to you. Um, but you know, if you could put in the name of your um, where you're sending it from, because we want. So we wanted to collect a thousand of these hats. Um, and right now I have hundreds, of, I don't quite have a thousand yet, but when we have a thousand, we wanted to put this um, art installation together that is seven foot tall and nine foot wide. Um, and we wanted this to travel around the world to show this and we're gonna, on it, we're gonna hang these thousand hats uh, with messages from people from around the world. And 
this is the point is we wanted to reach the public from an emotional level and imagine standing there looking at these thousand hearts from people that lost contact with their children or, or their parents and looking at all these messages uh, i hope that it's going to be very touching um and and so we want people because you know you can use logic you can use you know you can reach the intellectual level and you can use like the law and and things like that you can use science but i think um, reaching people is also very important to reaching people from the heart. So, you know, we want to reach them through, you know, art, uh, music, dance, and things like that. And so that's why we think of the flash mob. Like I said, I'm an artist. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm looking at this aspect of it. So, yeah, so there's that campaign called Battlers Love. You know, we've done film festival before. Um, like I said, we have that documentary film. Um, actually, the documentary film premiere just uh, a few weeks ago, and I won best documentary, uh, you know, best director for the documentary film. It was um, premiered at a very prestigious um, theaters here in Hollywood, and um, as a part of the Golden State Film Festival. And I, I felt really honored to to have won that uh, award. But at the same time, it helped raise, you know, um, the recognition for the film. And so the film is called Parental Alienation: The Aftermath, and it deal with it. It look at the impact of parental alienation, the long-term impact on the children. Um, and so we have um, adult children like survivor who t come in and share their story and talk about what happened behind the closed doors when they were children, you know, what it was like when they were being used as weapon and tools in parental conflict. Um, and so that's, you know, that's one of our, um, another of our public awareness campaign. So we do all sort of things like that. So at the public level, so that's the second thing. And the, the final third thing that we do is we wanted to make system change. So with that, we, you know, um, we lobby for law changes. Um, we support other people that lobby for, so we ourselves lobby for specific, um, you know, bills that we wanted to change into the law. Um, we also, but we also support other organizations that they themselves lobby for different, you know, in different uh, jurisdiction, things like that. Um, I do, um, you know, workshop and education tra uh, training for legislators, um, lawyers, judges, uh, therapists. You know, I've been to a lot of Capitol buildings and, you know, I went to uh, talk to the Congress. I went to DC and talked to the Congress. You know, I met with a lot, like for example, next week, um, it's funny because yesterday um, I was talking to people in my team and we look at the calendar next week, every single day, we have a meeting scheduled with one of the legislators that you know uh, that we're trying to push these bills um and so yeah so we we're really trying to do these, all these three things you know to help the victim empower them so that they can save themselves and you know to do public awareness so that we could hopefully change this to get this recognized as a, as a crime and then we also wanted to change the system so we want to change the law we want to change the way judges and lawyers and therapists look at this problem because we do need them to change as well so that's what victim to heroes institute is about uh in the behind the scene we also do research um so i'm also involved with the university of tasmania uh the department of psychology you know in the, from the uh, medical medicine school and with that we do research and looking at uh, the triggers and reunification pathway for you know for parents and children uh, parental alienation so yeah so we're, we're doing a lot of different things yeah, you certainly have a lot going on. Uh, the Boundless Love, where people can send you hearts, and and you're going to put that in art installation. It'd be great if we, you know, if you could get that to travel to the the different Capitol buildings, you know, where the legislators could certainly see those thousands of hearts. That would, I think, make a huge emotional impact on them. Uh, and you have your documentary. Where can people watch the documentary at? 
Yeah, so right now the documentary film is um um so with with film there are sort of like the for people that are not familiar with the film life, there are kind of two part of it. The first part is is um, you know what they call uh, festival circuit. That means that you uh, have your film finished and then you go to different film festival because this is more like sort of exclusive the the industry viewing so yeah so right now it's in the festival circuit uh we've been uh we got accepted in three festivals so far this weekend we at another festival it's called the multi, um universe multicultural film festival so this weekend that's it's going to be at another festival and then uh, the second part of the of film life is to get distribution so right now we're talking to distributors to, we're hoping to get onto some kind of network so that it can get distribution for people to view it. Um, but uh, even if this doesn't work, um, then we'll, we'll go for distributions ourselves. So maybe we'll put it on, you know, I mean, ultimately there will be a way for people to view it. And maybe we will even put it on YouTube, you know, if we can't find, if we can't get onto some network. But at the same time, um, while we're talking to distributors, um, you know, you can't release it out to the public while you're talking to the distributor because you want them to get the right to the film. Uh, we, uh, we are allowed to do private screenings. Um, so right now we actually have a form. Again, it's on our Facebook page, Victim to Hero. Um, so for people that wanted to uh, participate in the private uh, screening. Um, and the same thing, uh, we have a form that people can fill in and let us know which city they are. Um, because we wanted to see, you know, which city we have the most audience so that we can go to that city and have the private screening for people to view it. So, yeah, so that that form and we're going to the same thing. We're going to travel around the world with this film um, to have these private screening around. I think right now we're looking at quite a lot of cities that we are scheduling. So um, if they fill in the form, we can notify them, um, you know, when to when when and where to see it. Um, another thing is, you know, like we have a mailing list on our website, you know, victimtohero.com. You can join the mailing list is right on the top on the right hand side of the website. And that's also a way of, you know, staying in touch because we'll notify our um, subscribers of, you know, all these different activities so they don't miss out. Yeah, and I'm on I'm on your website now. It's victimtohero.com. And there certainly is a lot of information on here. So if you're out there watching this, Highly recommend you head over to the web and type in victimtohero.com and see all the great information that's there. And also get involved. You can you can put your email in and and uh, join the list and also uh, contact uh, contact you through the site. And it uh, looks like you're doing a lot of really great work. And and um, is there anything else that we want to talk about? Uh, no, thank you so much. I mean, really, um, like, yeah, like you said, I mean, so far, for example, um, a lot of things actually is on our Facebook more than on our website. Um, like on Facebook, we, we've done like over uh, hundreds of, of, you know, of events and webinar and things like that already. Um, so, and we, like I said, everything's free and publicly available. So, you know, if people are looking for something, chances are we have covered that topic. So go on our Facebook and go on our Facebook page if you click on a videos tab um you can search for the topic that you're looking for um the other thing i wanted to say is um we have a workbook that available on amazon for people that are still fighting in court um it's called parental uh sorry it's called diagnosing parental alienation the five factor workbook um and this is a workbook that is based on the forensic psychology model called five factor model to diagnose parental alienation uh what this workbook does is it help you structure your case 
because um, that's the thing is when for people that are still fighting in court, they will know this is that they overwhelm with evidence and data. You know, normally you have like pages and pages of text messages over years of the dispute um, over the custody of the child, or, or you know, or if you're finding the false allegations, the same thing. You usually have too much stuff, and how do you? The challenge is how do you organize this and how do you present your case in a way that the judge um, and people that are watching this in your case will see it, you know, whether it's a guardian ad litem or, you know, custody evaluator or parenting coordinator. How do you present your case in a way that is clearly they can see it, that this is parental alienation? And that's why um, some parents will make the mistake of trying to attempting to present their evidence uh, chronologically. But this is really overwhelming because, you know, people are not going to have enough attention span, especially with court uh, judges, they have very limited time for their big docket of many cases. So how do we capture their attention? So um, that's why we create this workbook to help parents structure their case based on this forensic model. And that way it forced you to sort and organize your evidence in a way that clearly structure and also make you think about what really matters, what is important, because you need to be able to present your case succinctly. And, and really clearly structured. So, um, and even for people that whether they have lawyers or they don't have a lawyer, whether they wanted to use the term parental alienation or not, the model is still like really important. And this model is not something that we developed, it's developed by the scientific community, but we just developed this workbook to help you to put this model into practice. So it's available on Amazon for anyone wanted to get it. Uh, I think if you have, um, something I, I'm, I'm not very familiar, but you know, it can be free for you on Amazon. Or if not, I think it's like two or three dollars. I'm not sure, but um, it's very inexpensive um, and available there. So definitely encourage parents to uh, to check it out. Um, and then for people that are out there that are facing parental alienation, um, I would say before I go, I would definitely wanted to say that I truly empathize for what you are going through what you are going through is horrific. It is really probably one of the most horrific thing that anybody had to endure, whether you are the targeted parent or whether you are the adult child of parental alienation. Um, you, you probably feel isolated, you probably feel helpless and hopeless. Um, and so I just wanted to, to say that you are not alone. And be compassionate to yourself because of what you are experiencing is really, really big deal. It's really, um, it's so unfair. Um, but at the same time, recognize that you are a lot more powerful than than you give yourself credit for. You can fight this, you can win this. And the battle may not be in court, the battle, you know, it, it's it and it's not a one day thing. It's a big long term thing. This is your life. So don't give up on this. Don't give up on your children. Don't give up on yourself. Uh, forgive yourself, be compassionate, and definitely find a way to educate yourself, find, surround yourself with the right people so that you can feel empowered because you can fight this and things may not be the way that you expect it. Because, you know, when you have your children and you, you have certain anticipation of how raising your children is going to be like and all that, and you might have missed, you know, birthday and graduation and all these different important milestones. And maybe you look at your children, they're not the same anymore. You know, these loving and happy and healthy children now turn into, you know, really cold and defiant and rude, you know, but things may never go back the way they were, but they can go so much better. 
And I know this, I've seen this, I've seen this in my case, I've seen it in many other cases. You can rebuild and really truly things can be magical. Look at this as a, a test in your life, a test that you can, you can ace, you can truly ace. So I just wanted to leave that message of hope. Yeah, that's a fantastic message. And uh, just to go back a little bit, the uh, on Amazon, the workbook, Diagnosing Parental Alienation, the five-factor model workbook. If you have Kindle Unlimited, it's free for you. Uh, if you don't have Kindle Unlimited, it's very inexpensive. It's only $3.50. Um, so we'll have a link to that in the show notes here. And uh, we'll also have a link to your Facebook page and to your website uh, where people can go and get involved. And uh, uh, thank you so much for coming on today. You, you've given us so much information here to, 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 you know, to think about. And I wish you the best with all these flash mobs. I can't wait to see these coming across social media. And, and I hope some of the folks listening to this decide to get involved with you on that because it is a fantastic way to bring attention um, to the cause. So thank you again so much for all the work that you're doing uh, and for coming on today. Thank you so much. Now that was recorded on video. So if you want to go ahead and watch the video, you can find the link in the show notes. It's on YouTube. And if you have any questions, you can contact National Parents Organization at sharedparenting.org. Don't forget to like National Parents Organization on social media. Just go ahead and do a Facebook search for National Parents Organization and smash the like button. You're also going to find several Facebook pages for different state chapters. So go ahead and like those pages as well. And don't forget, you can also follow National Parents Organization on Twitter or LinkedIn. The links to those social media sites are on the sharedparenting.org website. If you're passionate about shared parenting, the best thing you can do is get involved. And the best way to do that is by contacting your state chapter. If you head over to the sharedparenting.org website, you can find the links to your state chapter and then contact them directly to take action and volunteer. We could also use your help with donations. National Parents Organization is a nationally recognized nonprofit registered in Massachusetts. To donate, visit sharedparenting.org and click the Take Action and then Donate. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. Tell us what you think on social media or by going to the sharedparenting.org website and sending us a message. Fill out that contact form and let us know what you think. We'd love to hear about what you think about the show or what you want to hear on the show, that sorts of thing. So go ahead and, and send us a message. Until the next episode, I'm your host, Chris Batchelor. Thanks for listening, and together we can help bring shared parenting nationwide. Stop.